Jenny Turner with Lovejoy Real Estate. Today I'm super excited to talk to Jeremy Johansson. He is our newest agent on the team and we're going to talk about some top tips and tricks of what you should do as a new agent in real estate. Welcome Jeremy. Thanks, my name is Jeremy. I've been on the team for about nine weeks now and thanks for having me. Um, so nine weeks in, mm -hmm. what did you do before real estate? I was a barista, so I made coffee. And so tons of experience in real estate. Tons, you know, <laughs> I was a master, but definitely a lot of experience in customer service. Right. How is that, like how has that experience crossed over? Like what's been easier for you in real estate because of that experience being a barista? Mm -hmm. And maybe what's been a little bit harder? Yeah, definitely a lot easier to just talk to people because you know, that's what I was doing all day, every day, just making drinks and talking to people. Um, a little bit harder, you know, it's a whole new world, a whole new language, everything's different. What surprised you as you got into real estate? Like what's been, what, what, is it what you expected? Like what, when you came into it with like shiny rose glasses, like yeah. is this what you expected or what's been different than you, what you expected? It's definitely a lot harder than I expected. You know, like the world kind of views real estate as like easy money. You know, you get into it, you make money quick and you get rich. This isn't like HGTV where you show them three houses and they buy one. That's not what you've been not finding out. You, you show them three houses, then they ghost you for three months and then you show them more. <laughs> It's a process, right? Yeah, definitely. And that is where a lot of what we're doing and we're working with people is they aren't always ready to buy when we, they think they are, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes we do some education. Right. And right now, especially with interest rates higher and prices still going up, some buyers aren't able to buy what they thought they were going to be able to buy. Mm -hmm. Totally. Uh, you have one deal under contract. I do, That's yes. awesome. So yes. that took about seven weeks for you mm -hmm. in your path to get an offer accepted. Mm -hmm. Now you're through inspections and appraisals. So it's not a done deal because nothing's a done deal, but it's right. a pretty it's a pretty sure deal, right? Um, tell me a little bit about that client, what that experience was like for you. Yeah, that one, that was, uh, it was a Zillow client. So it was kind of quicker and, you know, I, I was... You met them through Zillow is what you mean, right? Yes, I met them through Zillow. Okay. Um, it was a connection through that. And I was working with him for a little bit and uh, we ended up looking at four different condos and I didn't think that we were going to offer on any of these condos because we decided like none of them are, are really perfect and we're going to spend some time and find that perfect one. He calls me up. He's like, Jeremy, I want to put an offer on, on this unit. I'm like, okay, great. I'll write it up. Why do you think he changed his mind? He really loved the view. Ah. You know, that really sold him. And I think just going back and looking at other things and seeing what he could afford, like this was going to be his perfect like first home. Right. It's something we really work with our clients, right? Because there's always some compromise. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really interesting. Last summer I sold a really expensive house. Most expensive house I've ever sold. And you'd think if you had like a multi-multi-million dollar budget, you wouldn't have to be compromising. And really, even at those high-end price points, my buyer still had a compromise. The pool wasn't as big as they really wanted. And the, you know, like things like, it's a funny, like it's all different, but especially for our first time home buyers, mm -hmm. we have to help them figure out what's really important to them. Yeah. Right. And as we sit down and we talk to them during a strategy session, sometimes what they think is going to be important doesn't necessarily become that what's important at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Like, did you know that a view was important to him when you sat down with him originally? No. I mean, we looked at the the first one we looked at was like a courtyard view, so it was more of like you see the other building, mm -hmm. and then this one was like city skyline view, which I had no clue he liked. And it's also nice on a condo, especially if it's smaller. Mm -hmm. Having a little bit of view, having a little bit of expansiveness out, out the windows, mm -hmm. make that space feel a little bigger. And yeah. so that can also help it, right? Definitely, yeah. Um, how have you found that experience working with him? Like, he trusts you, mm -hmm. obviously, yeah, yeah. right? Does that scare you that he's trusting you with that big purchase and this is your first one? Um, I, I think it would scare me if I didn't have like all this backing and this team behind me. Like, because going into it, you know, you think, oh, it's easy. Get a deal, write up paperwork, but there's so many different layers that I didn't didn't even know existed, right. you know. 
right? And our clients don't know it exists either, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Like sometimes first time home buyers don't even know the right questions to ask yet. Yeah. Um, I love it when I sit down with clients and they've like obviously Googled like what to ask your realtor. Because it's like all those same questions. And I love it because at least, at least that gives us a starting point, right? Yeah. Of what do they need and where are they at? So one okay. of the things that I talk a lot about with agents who are newly licensed is that everything you learn during the education process to pass your test, you then have to forget and you learn everything new to be right. an agent. Did you find that? Like, how to give me some feedback on is that, do you feel like that was accurate or do you feel like stuff that you learned to take your test is helping you on a day-to-day -day basis? Sure. I think there was some stuff that was very applicable, like some of the laws, obviously, like I don't want to be breaking these laws. Yep. But at the end of the day, it was, it was still learning a whole new language and you know, the course didn't necessarily give me that. Right. Like you need hands-on experience. You need people that have been in this for so long to kind of mentor you and teach you and take you through like the day-to-day -day operations, which I don't feel like they did. So what, what's worked at Lovejoy for you? Like how, how do you feel you've gotten that information? Mm -hmm. What kind of things have you done on the team that have helped given you the skills to talk to the client, show them the condo and write the offer? Sure, I feel like definitely the training. Like there's such a good foundation of training at Lovejoy. I mean, even 8 at 8.30 script practice. Right. Like when we first started and I would go on script practice and I would you know see these other people that were, they had their scripts down. Like they knew what to say, they knew what to, how to interact. And my first day when they're like, or not my first day, but my first time when they're like, okay, Jeremy, I want you to practice now. I want you to pretend to be the, the agent. And I was terrified. You know, <laughs> I messed up. I stumbled over my words. Cause that's why we practice, right? Exactly, like that's practice, the whole thing. Yeah. But they have these, you guys have these strategies in place to, you know, really make that yeah. easy. How about shadowing? Did that help? Yes. Shadowing did help a lot. It's one of my favorite things because then you get to actually hear, like I'm not very good at script practice role play in the sense of pretending mm -hmm. that I have a situation, yeah. but I love it when you can just come along on the showings and hear the actual dialogue between the agent and the client because then you can really see like, oh, that's like, that's what, how it really works in everyday life. Right. And each, each agent's going to be very different, you know, shadowing you versus totally. shadowing one of the other agents. Like I, I learned so many different things from Yeah, And that's what we want, right? Like other people, like Eric has a very different way of saying something mm -hmm. than I have of saying it. Yeah. And as a new agent, it lets you, by shadowing multiple different agents, it lets you be like, oh, that's like, like that's very congruent to who I am. Mm -hmm. I can do that. Because we talk about scripts and we need to know what to say, but it's not like robotic scripts that you always say the exact same thing, right? Right, right. It's, it's having the, the framework around how to talk to the clients in a way that educates them, make sure they understand what they're doing, make sure they understand the purchase contract, all of those kinds of things. Mm, totally. You did such a good job because I remember your first practice um, contract, like you got everything right. And it was actually <laughs> a really hard scenario that I have since taken out of the training. Yeah. Cause I'm like, agents don't really like this is, this is like advanced 200 level, but you rocked it and you did a really good job. And I think that helps when you go to write that offer for your client the first time mm -hmm. to have that, oh, I've already practiced this. Yes. I've absolutely. already done this. Absolutely. So your first official day at Lovejoy, no longer a barista, mm -hmm. was April 10th. Correct, yep. And you got an offer accepted for your client on May... The 22nd. May 22nd. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that's pretty fast. That's was, definitely yeah. faster than some of the new agents who join the team are able to do it. Right. Why do you think, like, what was your secret sauce? Like, why do you think you were able to do it that quickly? You know, I think it's a balance. This one was, it was definitely like, maybe I just lucked out, you know, and got this skill and client. luck both work exactly yep. this great client who was really motivated and really wanted to get into his first place um but i would also you know i'd be in the office i would you know put in the work and yep. i think it paid off what kind of activities have you been doing in your first 60 days at lovejoy to build that client base right because obviously mm -hmm. one deal is great but one deal right. is not it right we right. want consistency right. and having you know one to two deals every month consistently right so what are the kind of things like what's really working for you um 
you know, definitely like open houses, mm -hmm. you know, getting to meet so many different people that way. Yep. Um, open houses. And when you do an open house, are you sliding in at 12 and putting your sign up and walking out the door at 2? Or are you doing other things like door knocking and yeah. prep ahead of time? Yeah, I mean like the day before usually door knock the neighborhood, meet neighbors, invite the neighbors, you know, get there half hour, an hour early, set up all these signs, get yep. all hot and sweaty, fix yourself up, you know. And do it. Yeah. Um, so talk a little bit about the marketing that's provided for you for that. Mm -hmm. So like that you door knocker, like door flyers, all the signs, like just kind of the, the, that, that stuff about like what's provided so that it makes it easier for you to do an open house. Yeah, and you know, marketing team like they create these gorgeous flyers with my picture on them, all the information. Like I, I don't have to. It's, it's like a weight off my shoulders. You know, right. I don't have to do any of that. Um, flyers with all the information. Um, you know, we have our signs that I just put out. Well, like you participated a couple weeks ago in Southeast Portland Picture Day, mm -hmm. where the marketing department was out all day in Southeast Portland, different locations, different venues, yeah. recording videos, doing you know, doing all sorts of photography and videography that then that lets you push it out on your social yeah totally just a little bit easier absolutely yeah i mean i got so many pictures of just me different headshots different cool pictures i looked over and you were like doing zumba in the park I with was. some like women it was so I funny was, yeah but like and they probably thought that was hilarious yeah but videos. it makes for fun for fun opportunity right yeah. and that's where i think that's one of the powers of lovejoy is having that team in place mm -hmm. to support you and instantly give you some of the some of the stuff you as an agent, obviously, you know, you have to put the work in. Right. We can't want it more than you. You have to be the one to like pick up the phone and call people, go door knock, mm -hmm. hold the open houses. But the support structure behind you is at least here supporting it. Right. Definitely. And I've seen the value in that too. I think for me, that's one of the reasons that I really love that Lovejoy is a team brokerage mm -hmm. because it lets us give you guys all of those kinds of things. And it lets us hold you accountable. Like if you would have showed up in April and like not showed up and not come in the office and not answer the phone and not done the things, mm -hmm. it lets us also coach you out, right? Like you have to want to show up. You have to want to do that because that's part of our culture. Right. Everybody's working full time. I just was talking to an agent and she's like, I can't join Lovejoy right now. Like I really need to work part time somewhere. And I totally understand that. Like I get it. I understand <laughs> the money part of it, right? right? But we can't be the best agents we could be if we're not fully focused and fully dove into it. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people when I'm talking to them, like there's two paths in real estate. And one path in real estate is a team brokerage where it's collaborative and accountability and all of those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And then the other path is that solo, solo agent building their own business with their own name and lights and like kind of just forging their own way. Mm -hmm. Obviously when we sat down and talked, you decided to go the team brokerage route. Yeah. Did you consider being a solo agent? Like how did that process go in your head? Yeah, I definitely did. Um, I think at the end of the day, it just came down to you know, the value that the team brings, you know, all the stuff that I didn't know. And I think, you know, talking to you more, like there was a lot more that I didn't know. <laughs> you didn't even know what you didn't know? Exactly. <laughs> like, glad I could help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is It is a lot. You know, when I got licensed a zillion years ago, I was a solo agent and I hung my broker, my license with John L. Scott at the time, back in forever ago in Geyser. And I remember going into the office after hours because I was working a full-time job because mm -hmm. I was a part-time agent, even though I don't like that now. Back then, that's how I started. And I was like going through like the computer programs and trying to like figure it out and teach myself a contract. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't even know, like I, I had no idea what I didn't know. Yeah. And I look back at that now and I'm like, it was amazing I never got sued. <laughs> like, it's amazing I never got sued. I didn't know anything. Yeah. And I was a solo agent so I didn't have anybody helping me, mentoring me, going through that. Yeah. Um, and it took a while of just kind of floundering along by myself before I finally found a little more experienced agent who at least kind of took me under his arm and like gave me some tips. Yeah. So it is, it's, it's an interesting process, but having those two paths is important as far as like where, where you want to get to and how fast you want to get to, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like our real goal with our agents is that you're in front of people. Mm 
-hmm. So like you have to know how to write a contract, right? Because right. you might have to write that contract at nine o'clock at night on a Saturday night and there's no admin support. But being able to have admin support seven days a week to help you write addendums, help you write offers, help you make showing appointments, kind of doing all those things mm -hmm. so that you can spend your time in front of clients, that can really make you go from like two or three or four deals to 20 deals. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. Gives, that gives that pathway there. So if you were going back in time to like young Jeremy, six <laughs> months ago Jeremy, who's just thinking about starting your real estate license process, right? Mm -hmm. What advice would you give that person? Yeah, I would say, well, you gotta put in the work. You gotta show up every day. You got, like a lot of people don't treat real estate like a nine to five, but when you're starting, like you have to. Yep. You have to, you know, just go as, is it just a nine to five? Are you done at five every day? No, not at all. <laughs> you know, I was, I was uh, the other day or last a couple Sundays ago. You know, it was six o'clock, and somebody's like, "Hey, I need you to, I want, we want to put an offer on this house." So I'm, you know, I'm driving, and I have to, you have to balance all that. You know. Mm -hmm. Yep, and that was also nice that the team helped out, right? Because yes. you were physically driving from Seattle to Portland, right, right. and I remember sitting at my computer, I'm like, no problem, let me let, let me look at this <laughs> offer, let me help you out, right? Because yeah. it happened to be a situation where I was in front of my computer, and I think that's where we all we all help each other out. Mm -hmm. Like it's, hey, somebody needs help in Gresham with a showing, I have time, I can go to Gresham. Like yeah. it's that collaborativeness of a team that really does help turn the needle on that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to Chandler today in our one-on-one, -on -one, and mm -hmm. Chandler, you know, also a newer agent, a little more experienced than you, almost mm -hmm. one year on the team. Yeah. And one of his accountability things for the week was take some time off. And he phrased it a little different, but the, the short answer was take some time off. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, great, you know, looking at your calendar this week, when are you planning on taking some time off? And he's like, Sunday night from five to nine. <laughs> I'm like, Chandler, <laughs> like Sunday night from five to nine, like that's good, I'm glad. Like you're mm -hmm. going to a Timbers game, I'm glad that you have that blocked off as time off. Yeah. But you also have to do more than that. Because I think that's something that in real estate we do have to remember, that this is a lifestyle, mm -hmm. right? It's a lifestyle. And we have to be on a lot, but we also have to remember to take those moments when it's like Wednesday afternoon, I don't have any showings because new listings come on the market Wednesday afternoon to Thursday. So Thursday, Friday are going to be busy, mm -hmm. but take those moments of like, oh, it's a Wednesday afternoon. I'm going to go to the beach mm -hmm. or I'm going to go on a hike or I'm going to like whatever that happens to look like. Right. Because we do have the ability as agents to control our schedule a little bit mm -hmm. and say, hey, I'm sorry, I already have an appointment at two o'clock, but I'd love to meet you at noon or four. Mm -hmm. Right. And protect some of that time for ourselves a little bit too. But I'm like Chandler, Sunday night is not <laughs> enough time off. You need a little bit more time off than that. Right. So we want to work hard, yeah. but we also want to like not burn out. Right. Right. We want to be this to be a successful thing and playing hard is just as important as working hard. Um, you know, balance has been, it's kind of on and off. Just like sometimes you can prioritize, you know, family things or different life things and then, mm -hmm. you know, push away work. But you have to, I've noticed that you have to, you know, really set those goals for work, but then also you know, allow different things to come in and, you know, different times for you to block off as you were saying. So how have you handled it when you had, maybe you had something planned with family mm -hmm. or you had something that blocked in your schedule that you really wanted to prioritize mm -hmm. and yet that client calls you and says, Hey, I really need to see one, two, three main street tomorrow. Right. Um, you know, since I am on the team, you know, I do have the option to say like, Hey, would you be able to take this for me? Would you be able yeah. to show them this? Have somebody cover um, you. If it's really important, you know, I can move things around and you know, if I feel like I need to be there, sure. I'll be there. But, but that team helps support it, and layer on a little bit too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Real Talk. Please remember to like, subscribe, and listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And thank you so much for having me, Jenny. And if you guys want to buy or sell a house, you can find me on the website or on my Instagram.